So, uh, hey everyone, this is Jetpack Swords, a casual gaming podcast. We're talking about games, gaming, or whatever else we want to talk about. Uh, we're recording this on January 25th, 2023, which is the day of Xbox and Bethesda Developer Direct Showcase thingy. Um, did you all get a chance to watch it? Yes, I watched the full thing beginning to end. Negative, didn't watch it. It was thankfully, it was very short, thankfully. It was, it was very organized. Yeah, I was surprised they had something. I didn't see any like news. I you know I don't see a ton of gamer news, but I was surprised I didn't see any announcements or like any buzz. Um, there was. Well, they they definitely go ahead, James. I was just gonna say they didn't like announce anything new except for one game, which was revealed and released same day today. Which for fans of that company and genre is really cool for them. What game? Uh, uh, Hi-Fi Rush. Oh, Maybe the so one you linked me. That's out. Yes, that's cool. Yeah. Announced and released today. I was going to say, I, I was, you know, overall, I would say I would like, like if, 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 a, if on a scale of like zero to one is whelmed or like zero mm-hmm. to one and one is whelmed and you could go above that. Right. I would say I was like a, a 1.05. So like a little more than whelmed, but not like blown away by yeah. any means. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And and I think to be fair, I think the reason it is a it is a one point oh five instead of a one is because of Hi Fi Rush. Like I I thought that was a very nice surprise of just like oh hey by the way here's this game and it's available later today and like yeah literally no one had heard of it before. I think Microsoft um, has figured which, out how big of a winner that is. They've done it with Game Pass before, where they're like, hey, we're announcing this big new thing and it's available right now. Yeah, for sure. At the same time, though, they still do the exact opposite of announce shit way too early. Oh, they paired with Bethesda. <laughs> so, so that. Uh, which, uh, which actually, so like, six. speaking of Bethesda, you know, they, they called it the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. But like, oh, my God, it, this became this made it so abundantly clear how fucked they were in terms of exclusives without buying Bethesda. like. Three of the five games here were from Bethesda, and they're and that's not even including Starfield, obviously, which is going to be later this year and it's going to have its own event, right? Like it's, oh my god, like it's Bethesda just fucking putting like Xbox on its back and carrying it in terms of exclusives at this point. Like it's absurd. Like even if like the Activision acquisition goes through, like it, it's like what's it going to add? Like two. Compared to Bethesda adding like fucking four or five, I don't know. It's it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, Hi-Fi Rush. Like, let's talk about it. So, for those who haven't seen it, it is. I think they called it a music action game. Is what they called that. it. Yep. It's definitely an. Yeah. Um, which uh, Packy, I already forgot the name of it. Even though Crypt I was thinking of, necro- of it, and da- uh, Necro Dancer. It's a crazy name. Yes, it is exactly like a it. very very interesting name for a game for a game that more or less introduced is also very cool i'm not sure if they invented it but they certainly popularized the concept of a rhythm-based combat game yeah um and that's exactly what hi-fi rush is and yeah hi-fi rush just came out that does that i don't think it's a roguelike it looks like a story driven action that is good yeah very much so um and they said it was it was it was kind of interesting because you could tell they were worried about alienating people because like during the presentation about it they were very explicitly like the music will never get in your way and stuff like that right yeah. so it was very much like they didn't want to alienate people who don't give a shit about that um and just want to play because it's it's just a jrpg that's what it is right yeah like, it's a JRPG. It's very stylish and very cool art style I think. Um, you have to know where the gamer yeah. skill of the people who play those games are and you have to cater to that so you can introduce this really yeah. cool, yeah, unique, they, difficult they're, concept. They're very much like, you can mash if you want to, right? It's like, if you want to, just fucking mash away. We know right? where like, you came from. Like, you're not from. doing optimal stuff. Like, it's all good. Um, that being said, I will probably play it because, well, A, Game Pass. I would never buy it, but Game Pass. Hell yeah. Um, and more importantly, like, you know, they're trying not to alienate the people who maybe just want a JRPG, right? Whereas, like, I would never play it without the rhythm aspect of it, right? Yeah. Like, that mm-hmm. is what interests me, uh, because, like, I like music. I like to, like, just 
sing along or like tap my foot or whatever the fucking thing is, right? You know, I, I, I like listening to music, right? And so I'm very excited to play this game. Uh, and yeah, it literally came out of fucking nowhere. Uh, let me let me let me actually retract that a little bit. I'm excited to play this game. I'm not very excited to play it. It looks it looks I mean, pretty well made. Right? It looks well made, and but, the, the dev is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if either of you ever played the Evil sure. Within games. I didn't finish no, I them, but I them. played a decent amount of both. And I mean, like they're good games, like definitely solid. So um, I'm glad they're getting to make something that's obviously a passion project. Like they went from making a third person horror survival psychology game to making um this so i don't know it seems really cool. such a massive change of pace though like yeah for sure and you're just going from like truly feels like dark to light like horror very like yeah you know realistic um just everything that comes with horror games and then into this very very flashy like that's what i think it's gonna be cool in addition to the music concept like it just looks like a game that is highly stylized and the music is just gonna add to kind of the ambiance of that um I'm hopeful for that like Persona Five effect where it just really feels it feels cool to play. Um I also assume yeah. that during those well, cutscenes. I think it will mm-hmm. because it's go ahead, Peggy, sorry. I, I was just gonna talk about you. mashing X I mean, through cutscenes because it's a I'm JRPG. Like anyway. Yeah, yeah. I just wanna get a <laughs> just be sure not to compliment it too much. Uh that's fair. Um but no, I, I, I think I agree with you because so like I I think I've only played like ten minutes of Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Like I'm pretty sure I own it and I'm just only barely played or maybe i played it at doug's maybe very maybe likely that, that because he is the um, one who introduced me to the game because he loves that game so one of the things they showed when they were talking about hi-fi rush today which seemed really cool is so you know the the basic premise is like it is an action game where you spam x and you beat up the baddies right and so you basically get a score and you get bonus points if you mash x with the rhythm of the song that's playing right that's the basic premise and i feel like other games have done that not with music right like other action games you get bonuses for not spamming but pressing it at the right time right like i'm not making that up yeah um devil may cry that's literally just devil may cry like you will beat devil may cry but it's more about getting an optimal score like you know not just beating people, but beating them in a really cool <laughs> which, way. Which they do that exact same thing. Like, they literally have the A through F rating for mm-hmm. exactly like Devil May Cry. Okay, so right? it really is just the Devil May uh, Yeah, so now that you say it and looking at it, it's just the Devil yeah, May Cry system. with music, mm-hmm. right? Yes, with music, right? But so then take that and then, which is a good premise, right? Like, give you music to basically incentivize an existing system, right? Which is Which is excellent. I like that. And then they went the next step further, which I don't, I doubt Crypt of the Necrodancer does, but maybe it does. I don't know, because like I said, I've only played like 10 minutes, which is, uh, they, they were like, the entire environment, the entire game is built around the system, right? So like, you know, you have like hazards in the world, right? The thing that comes down, right? So the thing comes down and stops, do-do-do, with the beat of the song that's playing, mm-hmm. right? Which I think is really cool. So it's it's not just combat, right? Like it's not just hitting X and then like, you see the thing and you whatever, right? It's also like literally as you're going through the story in the world and you're just like, yeah, dealing with the world, doing the platformy aspects, I guess you could call it, of the game. Those also are in sync with the music, which I think is going to be really cool. And I'm, I'm excited to, to play it and try it out. Yeah, looking at it more and talking through that particular part, I really think it's more Devil May Cry with music layered, like music worked into every aspect of the game. Because now, like, especially the score system, how the combat, they emphasize that the combat is <laughs> probably not going to beat you. And that's very, very different than, like, some of the other, like, the rhythm combat of Crypt and Necro, uh, Dancer, Mancer. They, like, you can definitely lose <laughs> and very, very quickly. Whereas this seems much more, yeah, it's all about just being stylish and, and giving you a cool vibe, which... So I, I, think, I think if I had to summarize that game, I would say it looks fun. And that's what's most important right definitely it looks fun yeah yeah like i and i think that's enough to probably say about that it's music and it looks fun so i'm excited um so there are four other things to talk to show which i'll I'll let you all pick what you want to talk about next uh minecraft legends redfall forza motorsport and elder scrolls online 
Um, do any of those you all feel particularly passionate about? James, I would expect you to want to talk about Redfall, given it's arcane. Yes. Um, I think it looks really cool. Obviously, it's got arcane's classic art style where things are a little like a little exaggerated and like kind of looks like a painting, which they've had through Dishonored, Prey, all their other games. Um, I don't remember. This is Arcane Austin, I think. And I don't remember what they specifically did, if that's the main Arcane studio or not. I guess I could look it up. But um, yeah, Arcane, it is a single player or like up to, I think, four person open world co-op shooter um, that takes place in a small town that's been overtaken by like a vampire group with cultists and stuff, too. Um, it's got like loot elements where you grab weapons and stuff out of the environment, just like every other looting game ever, every other RPG. But it looks really cool. It's got a really cool art style, um, and it's arcane. Like, so it's definitely going to have like immersive too, sim, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's going to have immersive sim elements along with like the shooting and RPG stuff. I just, I think it seems like something that's like right up their alley to make, um, and I think it looks really cool. And they, I think they showed off a like a surprisingly decent amount of gameplay for it um, for a relatively small show, which is what today was so. i was gonna say yeah like as a whole so the entire thing was like 45 minutes and honestly i feel like it was a well-spent 45 minutes for the most part right mm-hmm. like it was a decent amount of gameplay and the stuff that wasn't gameplay was still like relatively interesting and it was a good show like i'm i'm glad it was on i'm glad it was 45 minutes and not an hour or any longer than that yeah. right and and yeah no good amount of gameplay for uh most of the games actually most of the games had a good amount of gameplay shown yeah Um, i would say so hi-fi rush definitely did and definitely redfall um so i i have mixed feelings about redfall i to be fair a you know preemptively i could never get into dishonored or prey missing out i know i i've tried i've tried dishonored twice and yeah i just can't get into it um and I think I actually pray. I don't think I couldn't not get into, but it was like I, I something. It was it was the classic case of like you're playing in, you're like oh, okay, yeah, this is this is alright or whatever, and then something comes up and you just never you go lose back the to momentum. It. Yeah, yeah, and it's not because I didn't dislike pray. It's just because something came up and I just never got back to playing pray. Um, but so I, I think as a whole, Redfall looks really fun right yeah, like i think I the 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 premise looks fun the like the theming you know like pseudo it's not gothic right but it is vampires right and like that at the atmosphere right the atmosphere they're building seems interesting and fun and like don't i fucking love loot right like i love loot i i'm a loot whore you know and so like that aspect of it seems great um i just i worry it's a game that by your playing by yourself will get boring very quickly. And the, and so therefore like better to play with friends, right? Which it is co-op. Like you said, uh, the downside though is apparently, and I didn't know this until I was reading some stuff today. Uh, the way the co-op works is there is a host and only the host gets mission progress. And, Everyone else keeps XP and loot, but they don't get mission progress, which is kind of lame. That's yeah, god awful. So like, and so, like, I just like, I'm so, like I said, I'm just mixed, right? Like, it looks fun, right? Like, I, I'm like, that looks like it'd be fun to play, but I also feel like I would get bored of it quickly playing by myself, and I'm not necessarily convinced I can get friends to play it. Thankfully, Game Pass helps with that, but it's still a challenge. And yeah, even even getting friends to play it, it, it kind of sucks that only one person keeps mission progress or yeah. world state. I think I, I do, however you want to talk about it, right? But I mean, yeah, the the abilities look cool. The guns look standard, you know, uh, arcane gun shooting style, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, it ain't it ain't smooth as Call of Duty or whatever, but that's okay. You know, like it's not supposed to be. It would be a problem if it was almost. So, um, so that's Arcane. Unless anyone else has anything to say about it, I was just gonna say real quick I, since I brought it up, Arcane Austin is the newer of the two studios. Was the Splinter one? Um, Arcane Lion or Leon is the one that has made all the other ones, and then Austin specifically are the ones that made Prey. Who made? 
Prey was theirs as an offshoot. Who made Deathloop? Um, and who's making Redfall? Deathloop was the main studio. Okay. Austin's the one making Redfall. Yeah. So this will be Austin's second game, like for themselves, because um, before before Dishonored Two, or I guess with Dishonored Two, that was everything before that. They were together and making projects, and then Prey was Austin. Deathloop was um, the main studio in France, and then Redfall was Austin also. So yeah, I think it looks cool. I'm excited for it. I like Arcane. I couldn't yeah. get into Deathloop, but like I can see how good it is. It's just I cannot get into it, which makes oh, me I, mad. Yeah, I, I completely forgot to. about Deathloop. I had also tried Deathloop, got past the tutorial or whatever, and I was just like, meh, I don't know. Uh, like it was, I was like, I appreciate that this is like I, I, I appreciate what this is. It looks good, feels good, but like meh. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to play really this. Right? It, but I'll have to give it a shot another time. But yeah. So yeah, that's Redfall. So then, Packy, do you have a preference between Minecraft Legends, Forza, and ESO? Yeah, I just want to talk about what I think was a really consumer-friendly move by ESO to make all of their DLC free. I feel like it was really smart to you know kind of invite in players and you know. Sometimes people get burned by that. Sometimes people invest. They want to try out a game. They want to throw some money, maybe at trying something new, even though they're never going to fucking play it. Um, and, you know, sometimes they, these players can be left a little burned by these moves, but ultimately, you know, brings in more people, and I think it's it's going to be great for everyone. I do think... I, I get where you're going with this, but I also just want to say I believe it is temporarily free for everybody. Oh, really? I, I am reading it. It's still a really I good I am reading deal, it. Because it's... Almost yeah. all of the content, and there's a ton of ESO content. I'm sure. Which ESO is fine. Like it's, it's been out it's for like fine what? For as far as MMOs go, five plus years um, now. It's been out for a while. Um, but yeah, all like, of the content. It's, I think it's like at least two, five or six years. Oh, I'll look it up. Yeah, I think two of the major expansions are still not on that, but I think they said it was temporarily free. I don't think it was which yeah a universal so, blanket free for forever. I, I've got it. I've got it pulled up. Uh, so Zenimax Online Studios also announced starting today. And for a limited time, yeah, a free trial, yeah, of Elder Scrolls Online Plus, which will make all past chapters that makes sense, uh, excluding the current one, actually. So yeah, it's the, the current thing one I bought, and then the new one they announced are not included. Yes, yes, and past DLC available to any players with the Elder Scrolls Online base game, including those playing through Game Pass. You're still so, not going to play. That it. being said. My $10 to get the current expansion was not entirely wasted. Thrown into the void. Yeah. Um, There's no way, because it's like it's expansion actually, content. I'm sure you're not even going to make it there in the first, like, you know, however many hours of gameplay. He's not going to play. Yeah, if he installs it, I'll be, game, I will be impressed. If he <laughs> launches it, I'll be shocked. Hey, I installed it. I installed it when I bought it. All right. It's there. God. I, uh, I'm proud of you. Yeah, you have eight trillion games. Yeah, all of them better than this one. <laughs> well, so so actually, what what I found interesting is they they seem to one of the things they stated was basically like if you like Elder Scrolls, it's like if you like Skyrim or you like you know Oblivion or Morrowind, like come play ESO, you'll feel right at home. And it's you like know specifically what? the combat. They're right because from what I remember of it, yeah, the combat is ass. Yeah, it, and without it is the exact all the amazing story. That it was <laughs> I'm just gonna say, games. personally, I have never understood the complaints about the combat because I've played games with legitimately bad combat. Mm-hmm. There's legitimately bad where it does not function, and then there's just mediocre. It's you hit something and it takes damage, which like is fine. ESO is not great specifically. Um, but I mean, I will say to counter what you all are saying, it has a ton of voice acting. It is a ton yes, huge. of Elder Scrolls world building, which is what maybe not all Elder Scrolls fans play it for. Because I'm speaking from personal just poll of me and my brothers. They played the games for just playing a game like they did not care about anything beyond that. Me, I'm a huge sure. Elder Scrolls fan and I love the universe and like the setting. And I mean... You know, a ton of voice acting, so they actually put a lot of work into it. All the quests are vaguely different, even the side ones. It's It does have a lot of work put into it. It makes sense, because it's the flagship Zenimax product. Well, and I, and like, I not agree. Bethesda, but I agree Zenimax. with you. Like, that's why I want to play it, is the, exactly those reasons, right? It is one like, of two MMOs yeah. that I've been able to play without wanting to, like, shoot myself. So, like, it, the, 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 the content and the quality of the content in that game is supposedly, yeah, really good. 
right? Like well-written quests, well-written stories. Yeah. Like exactly like you said, universe world building, good voice acting for the characters, right? Like that is why I bought it initially. And that is why I'm looking forward to yeah. playing it. And I, I think you're right, right? Like I, I am a little hard on the combat and it is not, be, and it, you're right. It is not terrible. It is not See, I've played broken. It's not bad. It's, bad. it's just, there's so much, there, it's just, there's a lot better out there sure particularly today it's just it's dated right that, that's what it is it is, is the exact same combat as it was is, in morrowind you are which not is gonna so well, no no it's not dated. the exact same as morrowind because morrowind is chance based you have a chance to oh, okay. hit it's fair oblivion in skyrim when you hit you hit i will say that because i cannot play morrowind that's just like okay so morrowind. It, it's the same as oblivion right which is still like what 2000 fucking six or four or something yeah, right like four. It was a launch title for the, the uh, 360. Also, uh, but so yes, it's just it's not terrible. It's just old, and there's much better. It is very serviceable, there. and also you're not going to get another. I game. would say serviceable. Not you're not going to get yes. another game with that level of everything else that makes Bethesda games unique with better content. Exactly. That's the thing. No, mm. and that's that's why I'm I bought it. That's why I'm actually going to play it despite what. You definitely aren't going to play it. I don't understand why we're entertaining that notion. But I will say, I made a presumption. I assumed because it was an MMO, and MMOs, because of like the systems that you have to write story for, typically it seemed an impossible task. If they actually have a really good story, that seems like an incredible deal. It's, I mean, obviously a lot of it is going to be like just MMO basic storytelling, mm-hmm. where it's, yeah. you know, but legitimately the game does have a vaguely similar dialogue system to Skyrim. It's still, it's like definitely like a little shortened because it's, you know, they got to cater to a trillion people. Of course. But I mean, it has voice acting for like almost everything. It's got big set piece moments. You have an entire continent of content to explore. I mean, it has all of Tamriel, which sounds really like nerdy and stupid, Mm -hmm. but like that's a ton of stuff because when you look at all the other Elder Scrolls games, they focus on one continent each, like each time Mm -hmm. they release one of the mainline games. This right now, I think, has all of them or almost all of them. I can't remember exactly where they are. And every um, expansion basically adds another. And yeah, they're going to still be like MMO style, not the exact same depth and complexity as like Skyrim or Oblivion or Fallout or whatever. But I mean, again, it's it's one of two MMOs that I've been able to play. So to me, that's yeah, significant. Yeah. Well, no, and, and like I was saying, like, like I started out with, like they made a very explicit point of saying, if you like yeah, yeah. Skyrim or Morrowind or Oblivion, you should play this because it is it's, it's not it. the same whatever, right? No, it's a little it's, watered down, right? But yeah. like it is the it is Elder Scrolls, right? Like that it is the MMO aspect is in a way kind of like an afterthought, honestly. It, like uh, when you to play me it, personally, it a little the way bit I'm is. gonna be playing it. Yeah, no, I, I think the MMO aspect is an afterthought. I think it is just a live service Elder Scrolls game, right? Like that's what it is. Yeah. And and so that happens to get an expansion and new content every year. Um, which is which i think that's of, cool on its own it is yeah um and so speaking of the new expansion and new content every year that's obviously what they talked about today uh the new expansion is going to be called necrom and you're actually going back to uh where part of took place Marlin. which is yeah. elder scrolls 3 yeah um and then probably more importantly in my opinion but probably less importantly in your opinion james is adding a new class I mean, um, it's it seems like it's a class that looks really cool, just based like on like thematically. They said like arcane eldritch knowledge, like that's that's cool. Yeah, um, but yeah, so new con or not new continent, but new obviously new areas to explore. Going back to Elder Scrolls Three and a new class, and so you know, if you're playing uh, ESO regularly, it looks pretty okay. It looks pretty good for you know, again, standard like kind of watered down Elder Scrolls, but a new batch of content you know coming yeah. this year which is which is great um and if you're not but you're interested in it like and like i said if you've played skyrim or you've played oblivion like go give eso a shot right it's on like, game pass i got <laughs> and the base yeah, game itself the base I think versions is, on I think game pass they have a free the rest trial of play other than the expansions uh yeah and even the expansions like like we talked about a couple weeks ago like they go on sale very frequently for very very cheap yeah so they really do um yeah uh go give eso a shot if you're interested in it um so i think we'll talk about next uh i I think we'll talk about forza next because it's quite frankly not very interesting 
and it's not to say that I'm not excited for the game. I just think it's. I think it's what it's, we talked about, though. We literally, did, we literally talked about that, like the yeah. next motorsport it's, game was going to be the the push for the technology. Like it, it always is. Yeah, and I think that's what I, it's, I think and that's exactly that up to what we had talked about. Also, they said that's like why it's not, that's why it's not exciting. Cars. <laughs> Holy cow! That's so many cars. Yeah, in a single game. I can't even imagine. It is. It is a lot. Yeah. I oh, mean, to be, so yes, the the summary for anyone who hasn't seen it is Forza Motorsport is coming out this year. It doesn't have an exact release date. Probably means the end of this year, probably fallish, right? Um, Forza Motorsport summer. is their, yes, it is their track racing game as opposed to the Horizon, which is their arcadey racing game. Um, and so Forza Motorsport in particular very much focuses on like the very classic, like, Cars are beautiful. The scenery is beautiful. The, like, background is kind of meh, but, like, the tracks itself and all of that are, like, they look fantastic. Always runs great. And Forza Motorsport looks... Like, this one doesn't even have a number. I think they're basically relaunching it, rebooting it or whatever. Yeah, I didn't and it hear looks a number. exactly like that. It looks like a racing game on tracks <laughs> that looks beautiful. Yeah. And yeah, that's what it is. To be fair, there were some cool things, right? Like they obviously said they redid the entire sound for like Dolby Atmos and Windows so Sonic and like updated and redid the, the weather system too. For like yeah, they redid the, exactly. Cool. And uh obviously they changed the physics of like the actual driving and you know like uh one of the things that I thought was cool is, which like is one of those minor details, right? But it but still cool in my opinion is they said like uh, the the dirt and the wear that the cars get, yeah, right, I thought that is was now is now going to be more accurate, right? Like it's going to be the dirt is going to accumulate on the car where it would actually accumulate on the car, right? Yeah, like they're not just going like to do it across the entire thing. Zones and stuff. Exactly, like that's that's cool technology. It's 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 great, right? And so I I look forward to playing it. It is exactly what we thought it was going to be, and I'm excited for it. But also, it's not very interesting because yeah, it's, it's exactly what we thought it was going to be. <laughs> it's going to be a racing game that pushes the boundaries of the hardware. It is, it and is it will look gorgeous <laughs> and it will run smoothly. And it's 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 kind of boring because it's going to be well made, right? Like, yeah. in a way, right? Like, it's just... they Turn 10 does what they do very well at this point. They've been doing it for a long time and they're very good at it. And so that it's going to be what it's going to be. And I'm excited for it. Um, so that leaves Minecraft Legends, which is kind what of... What is that? I would not heard interesting. of Interesting. So I didn't know what it was. I had heard about it. But I didn't know what it was until this showcase. It is an action strategy game using the yeah. Minecraft visuals and like build style, essentially. and. If you're doing single player, you're basically just trying to stop the piglins, which are like the evil pigmen or whatever from the nether, I think, in the game. I haven't played Minecraft in a really long time. Um, and so, like, they'll build bases and expand or whatever, and you're, you know, classic strategy stuff, trying to build up and defeat them. Um, but, I mean, it looks really cool. It looks like a, like they said, an action strategy game. It actually game. does. Yeah. No, it looks. strategy game. I was RT- surprised. It sounds like it halfway between an RTS and an action game. It's Yeah. It, yeah. So yeah, you kind of RTS uh, it while you actually still get to do manual combat? Like run around. Oh, yeah. okay. And um, they said that the other big thing, other big like pillar of it they're working on is it's also multiplayer where the piglin threat Which stays in the game, but there'll be another team of builders. And did they say, what was it, four on four? Is that what they said? Uh, yeah, it's, it's four uh, on four. Which, which if, I, if I'm correct, that's the only thing they talked about today was multiplayer. Was pretty PvP. much, yeah. Which, like, I, it looked cool. I it looked cool. Like, especially if you like, like I was actually PvP surprised. Already. It terrifies yeah. me. I don't want to go online and get beaten by nine-year-olds. Do you know how much they've played that game and that <laughs> combat? And you'll not just lose, you'll lose badly. Yeah, you'll lose. Well, no, but that, so that's, that's kind of the interesting thing. Their gamer thing tag will like, have their, the last two numbers of their it, birth year, and it'll be from the 2000s. It'll be twelve. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be, yeah, be, so be two thousand twelve. So <laughs> uh, but, but it looked good. It looked. It did. It looked good. As someone who and likes so, like, one of the things that was interesting, like in in terms of, like to true Minecraft fashion, right? Like it, the the worlds are procedurally generated. Yeah. Right. So like, imagine an RTS where the map is procedurally generated every Which, time. Like that's Age cool. of Empires Four does that also. Very. I like Age of Empires a lot. Like, 
I, I, I did not expect to, you know, be as interested in this game as I, I know. Same. Right? Like, this just um, seems like, and part of it is because they castle. Have you guys ever played Castle Wars in Minecraft? I know what it is. I don't. It just it uh, seems, sadly, yeah, yes. remarkably, uh, yeah. You sadly, probably played yeah. one. I did. It seems remarkably like a just way more fleshed out version of that concept, which it probably is. Let's be honest. It seems like they've smartened up dungeons I mean, were this yeah, way they, too. They probably like, like they just smartened up and they instead of like Warcraft three where people took those mods and made their own games, they were just like, all right, internal. We're yeah. just gonna make them. <laughs> Oh, I mean, that's what they that's what definitely Roblox like. Does. They definitely pay attention to the marketplace, mm-hmm. right? Like the Minecraft marketplace. I guarantee you, they are looking at what is most successful there, a hundred percent. And yeah, like they're gonna they're gonna obviously try and 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 capitalize on that. Tons um, of money, so it'll be polished. But, you know, one of the things that was interesting, uh, and it's also like built off an engine that they've refined and doesn't seem that terribly difficult to execute on, <laughs> and they just you know put time and people yes. on it and they they do reuse it is pretty interesting like i'm pretty sure um if i remember correctly about minecraft dungeons right like they said they prototyped the worlds for minecraft dungeons in minecraft and then were able to take that and then port that mm-hmm. into dungeons and like yeah i'm sure legends was very similar i'm sure yeah. they were able to you know like you said use a basically existing engine or whatever and then go off that um, um one of the things that i thought was interesting or appealing is the play how you want to aspect you know james you mentioned the piglins they stay in the the pvp 4v4 mm-hmm. game mode and so it was very much like if you want to just go like pve but still want to like play with your friends or whatever then like go beat up the piglins while your friend goes and builds up your base while your other one goes and scouts the enemy base or whatever right like it just yeah. like it seems very flexible in terms of letting you play the way you want to play and still play with friends and like still have like a semi-competitive, but not, not, no, I'm going to take it back. It's not competitive at all, but, but still like a versus, still a versus mode, but not yeah. like a heavily competitive versus mode. And so I'm surprisingly looking forward to this game. I thought I wouldn't be interested at all and. I actually am looking forward to playing it on April 18th is when this comes oh, out. That's pretty soon. Yeah, uh, which actually going through the the other games. Uh, so obviously Hi-Fi Rush was today. Uh, Redfall is May 2nd. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online is uh, June 20th. And then Forza Motorsport is probably early fall into summer-ish. Um, so yeah, it, it's a decent spread of games coming out this year because i'm sure obviously after forza motorsport will be starfield right so solid solid like spread of games you know not bunching them up too hard or whatever have currently said that starfield is coming out first half 2023 now obviously bethesda has a long track record of pushing back i'm hoping that at the showcase they do for it which is on if i can figure out but I'm hoping they will do their showcase and then be like, yeah, and it's coming out in like two weeks or a month or even two months. Like that would still be so much sooner. Um, nah, they're going to yeah. pull a hi-fi rush day of let's go. I mean, that would be that would that would be amazing. Um, but yeah, let's see. I don't see an exact date, but yeah, um, there's going to be a Starfield. And I think I'll say Bethesda one, which I don't know if the Bethesda one is the, is the Starfield one or is a separate one. Um, but yeah, currently the game is slated for first half of this year. So hopefully. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what'll happen? Maybe it'll come out. Maybe it'll get pushed back. It'll probably be. Um, so yeah, that was uh that was the showcase today. Like I said, I was mildly above whelmed. I was yeah. not blown away. Was, I was, was mildly above whelmed. And and again, reiterating, I think it was a good format. It was a good pace. It was well structured. It wasn't like I don't know. It was it was it wasn't a giant waste of time. So yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, uh, that's always a plus. Um, so that being said, we can go ahead and wrap up with a you know what what are you guys playing these days, Packy? I know you you got you got a little indie darling. You oh, want to talk I had about two huge games that I wanted to gush about, and I'm gonna talk about them in 45 seconds because I beat Ragnarok since the last time I was here, which I oh, adored. Though I can't no. really talk about it because you're here and you haven't nice. beaten it. Most of what I'm gonna talk about is the story. Cause it's so. <laughs> Freaking good when I thought it's it so good. I didn't think you know that was my biggest apprehension coming into the game. A, I thought it was going to get spoiled for me, and B, I thought they didn't have enough time to you know 
go as deep into characters the way they did it last here, time. Here, 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 and they just did that. With I am going to mute. I'm going to mute my speakers and YouTube. No, can talk no, don't, about we're not going that far. And then just like that. do an no, no. emoji. I'll just say okay, they. Okay. Let's just say. Uh, what I'll say about the story is they. Everyone should be writing notes because it's the best thing to do with story in video games is flesh out characters because you get so much time with them via the gameplay. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, and you can have so much dialogue happening as you play. Scenes? I was actually scenes? disappointed. I went out of my way to go try and listen for more of them. There are objectively less of that. There's just way more story to kind of chew on overall in the games mm-hmm. and more God quests damn. to explore. Like, the, the boat scenes were good. Some they of the best good. parts of the game. Like, you know, I've bitched. I've bitched so mm-hmm. much about riding horses in games. And I've said Red Dead is okay because you at least get to hear the, you know, the, the story build up from the characters talking in the background. But honestly, God of War the whatever 2016 or whenever the fuck it came 18. out right the reboot the initial mm-hmm. reboot 18 um the boat scenes in that normally i would bitch about that in any other game like why the fuck are you making me sit through this slow ass fucking boat to get to this other part of land or whatever and in that game it was beautiful because the dialogue was beautiful the voice acting was so good. The story was great. It was fantastic. And so it's a little disappointing, actually, to hear I mean, that Ragnarok has less of that. But I'm glad that they made up for it elsewhere. Yeah, what is in there is still very, very yeah. good. I think ultimately what that comes down to is you could crowdfund millions of dollars to get Kratos and Mimir to have a 10-hour conversation for people to listen to as a podcast or something like that because they're just two incredibly well-voice-acted characters who both have a very, very deep and rich um, background and the lore that they come from so you're able to draw so many stories from both and they're just really interesting to see play off of each other um, it shows in both games and they they're fantastic i'm really curious where the series go now that um ragnarok wraps up yeah, that for sure more side of the story i'd have to imagine it means mimir is departing from the story which is a shame um it is it's made everything better it's such a it is a wonderful game i definitely still hate traversal even though they tried their best to make it better um, and I imagine a lot of people like the changes because they made it way more diverse. He's still slow and lumbering his, his own fuck. And I feel like it's really annoying to go. And you can't fast travel. They still like limit fast travel, I think, a lot. Um, that is the only thing I can complain about in the entire game. They fig- figured out how to do. They added new enemy types, which everybody asked for. Um, they didn't just add new bosses. They made really, really good bosses. Actually, we were talking about that earlier, yeah. like games that do high level combat along with like really really high level storytelling i think god of war is probably one of the only ones that i think do do both at a really really high level the combat's really deep um and varied yeah it is upsetting that you can't get more of both well it took them like eight years to make these two games (laughs) and they spent gob loads of money doing it that's fair so it yeah, I mean, give me God of War combat in ESO, and I'd be happy. Yeah, that's right? all. Like, simple that's, ask. That's what I want. Give me that. It's incredibly difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's really simple. simple. Like, come on. Just where, do where millions and millions of, of dollars worth come of cap, and then make a combat system that works around it. I mean, they've got the money. It's Zenimax. Yeah, true. <laughs> but it was crazy. Uh, was there was there anything else, or was that I just want to? Or was God? The other one I want to gush about is: Have you guys heard of it? You probably haven't heard of the game Against the Storm. Yeah, I bought it today in the Steam. You set. are you made an excellent choice. It is yeah, it's, so it's good. good. I bought I bought four games today in the Steam sale, and that's the one I played the most it, so far today. Love that game. It's good. I love Very this charming. podcast. It's I love it. Such a good it's expansion on happy. roguelike. They need to buy Northgard while it's on sale. Solo. I need to. I've had it on a platform. <laughs> it's before. like it's like six dollars. I've given it away it. a couple times at this point. I need to. I might have yeah, it on a different platform, but I do want to get it on PC because it's, it's a game I think that would be best enjoyed on PC. Um, yeah. It's you know, let me check. I probably have it sitting somewhere. In Shiro, Epic. Shiro makes good. I think money. Epic gave it away, but while well, I'm looking for that, they did. I think I was it's, say, there's it's a non-zero chance that it was. They've given away a lot. I'm pretty diligent about picking those up. Um, but the create like. There's so many reasons to like against the storm. There seems like a lot of depth. I'm really excited to get like play more and get deep into it. I'm. It's a uh, for anybody who doesn't know the reason Packy likes it especially is because it's a roguelike, and I like it because it's a city builder and it's both and it's really it's it's early access. It's a small indie title, but it's got a lot of polish to it already, and um, it's it's good. It's very charming. So I really like the art yeah. style and like the the people. It's humans, lizard people, beavers, and then eventually harpies, and they're like they're the citizens yeah. of your city. It's really cool. Um, I'm not great at it. I've only six like 
survived in one town so far. But it's, what difficulty did it's you really do it cool. on? I think I'm just doing the regular, like the normal. Yeah, it's it's designed in a way as you unlock stuff, it'll get easier to like upgrade the. Uh, it has yeah. multiple different types of progression. You'll see. I just started yep. my first one and I saved it, and I haven't like really dug into it yet. Where at the middle one, you start corruption. Um, which is yeah. like a growing mechanic that just decays everything. They have so many great ways of introducing randomness while also making it always doable. And particularly yeah. with city builders, the one complaint and why they focus so much on like the early game is there's always something to do. There's never really like maintenance mode. It's like you always have to be yes, making a decision sure. and like reallocate it. Yeah. It's mental Definitely crack. It is so And I'll say okay. um, this is not <laughs> the first city builder I've played that has the card system mm. that it has. I've played one other one previously, which was a much less polished, but a much wider scope game. Um, and it was like not fantasy, it was realistic. And this game does that card drawing system much better, in my opinion, than the other one. Because like you said, it does not soft lock you. I've never, I've not seen a part so far. I've not played a ton. I want to play a couple hours. But I never feel like I'm going to get soft locked um, on a map based on the cards I get. The other game, I have definitely gotten soft or hard locked on, depending on what cards the game decides to give you. Yeah, so, it's very good about... Um, not to shit on the other game, but... It's, it's so hard to do, right? Especially with randomness. Um, oh, yeah. And when you want to vary up, like, win conditions. Because I will say, you can't soft lock yourself. You can screw yourself incredibly hard. I just finished one where, like, I barely <laughs> eked it out. Because, like, yeah, essentially it's like, all right, well, I'm going to do this card that, like, makes, you know, producing this one resource really, really hard. And then you get, uh, you know, essentially a missions called orders that like help you get the credit to eventually complete that settlement um and it was like three in a row that were like you just had to have that thing um yeah so but it's still very good about like giving you another way to win it's it's so well done and i i've also played several city builders they're they're on the lower end of like the different genres that i've been playing recently that i've really really liked definitely of course below roguelikes it was more of the fact it was more interesting to me that i was like how in the world could you combine those two concepts and have a game that isn't just overly chaotic to the point of not being fun or like isn't actually truly varied the way that you'd expect roguelike roguelikes to do no it it definitely feels fleshed out for both yeah. sides that was my worry too i was like either the city building is gonna suck which like it definitely is not a i wouldn't i would almost not call it a city builder because you're not just like making a city in the sense of like you know making it look good and making like that kind of design mm-hmm. it definitely serves the gameplay more which is fine um, like your cities are never going to look like aesthetically great just because you're like trying to optimize for whatever your like situation yeah. is. At least so far, that's what it seems like. It's definitely but difficult. I think, I think they've done a good job. Oh, fantastic. And that's the thing. And one of the biggest reasons I want to talk about, it, I thought you guys, I'm so glad that you found this game. Um, but what I, bro, if it's a city, builder, say, this I is why I love this podcast. The just, fact that James is like, I bought it today. But I think what makes them remarkable just, outside uh, of the concept is the developers. Fantastic. That's most of the reviews is people are like, it is crazy. And I went through their patch notes. They update every two weeks, like clockwork. And it is not a little baby update yeah. of like, we fixed a couple bugs or we made like this graphical improvement. Like it is mechanics being introduced every single time. Um, always yeah. expanding, always incredibly clear. Like they have a direct one of the, I mean, that's the way to do mm. early access, right? Like, that yeah, is absolutely. that is what early access should yeah. be, right? Like, that roadmap is, is right, you know, very visible you, on the front you, page of the game when you launch it to go, like, see what is coming out. Oh, they're so good. And nobody's going to care. Because, <laughs> like, this is such a neat... I'm glad you like it because I think this roguelike city builder is such a niche appeal. Because it, it's... Let's see. It's got... Because you have city builder, but you take out the road It's got almost 6,000 overwhelmingly positive reviews of all time and it came out in november mm. and so if you think of all the people that that's have pretty not good, reviewed yeah. it but have played it like that's that's a great ratio for a very small game for, so, for an indie yeah. game yeah that's yeah. fantastic no that's that's that means that this is well known by indie game standards let me look i want to let's see where they are on because believe me Peggy, there's games i play where there are less than 500 reviews for them yeah i think in regularly <laughs> there's one game okay this they're definitely doing well <laughs> they have 2500 players right now so i'm worried about nothing yeah, they're, uh, damn I mean, yeah them. i've played games Part where there's 70 concurrent the players and uh do you all want to repeat the name of the game because i against forgot it and so therefore the our listener probably forgot to against, against the storm, the storm. Very, very very fun i'm yeah, I did right. two hours. Today. I made a note of it so I can link to it in the patch in the in the podcast notes. So, yeah. Um. So when when you were saying things, <laughs> packing about oh maybe I had the other mm. game, 
James, what was the other game, by the way, that you're that you're talking about? Um, that package. Oh, uh, North, North Star said I might by Shiro out. Games. It's a real time 4x game, which you don't see a ton of real time 4x games. Um, it feels like Civilization, but real time, but on a much smaller scale. But it's it's really cool, and they're the the, the studio uh, made they made that made the new Dune game, which is really good too. Which, if the Dune game's on sale, you should also buy that because that game's really good and gets regular updates that are big. And I definitely recommend that game. Wait, also. The Dune game? Northgard's still getting a the Dune Spice Wars. Dune Spice Wars. Game. That's right. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. They're they're the same game, just like Dune. The Dune ones. Oh, newer, shit, and obviously it's Dune. Uh, hmm. Spice Wars. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. Oh hell yeah, dude! Game Pass is so good. Fine. Let me do Northgard. Uh, Dune Spice Wars is super good. Northgard actually just got another update, and it's been a while, but they're still updated. It's really cool. Yeah, it's it's nine dollars right oh, now, and I'm I buying it right now. They, uh, I played Civ Six. Civ Six is my such a fun game. I never finished because I could never. Civ Six is the good. Games are so incredibly long. Ah, uh, they can be. Yeah. This is one I like. I don't know. I did one of the large map, bunch of computers. Well then, yeah, it's gonna take. Forever. Yeah, yeah. It's like every time, and I would always do it that way, and I get like to hour 10 or 11 of that one game and i'd be like ah, ah i don't i don't think i'm on i think in another seven hours i lose so <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure i want to finish this one out i love i've played civ three through six including a lot of the spinoffs and i love all of them yeah i love my civilization um yeah so what i was saying is james as you were talking about north guard and pack he's like oh i think i might have that blah blah, blah. it's like Oh, I should go claim my big free game of the you know week or whatever. Uh, so I you know launched that big game store, and then uh, two things actually stuck out to me. So one, uh, you know, we talked about High Fry Rush that launched today. Apparently, the game's only thirty bucks. I'm like, good, interesting. That, nice. That's a thirty dollar game, and like, I would we should see more of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there should be more of that style and quality and length of game for thirty dollars. Like, I feel like that's really great, and so I thought that was really cool to see again. Also, Game Pass, just go just go subscribe to Game Pass. Like that's really what you should do. Um, and then secondly, not to derail us very long, I'm just curious. Have either of you heard of this upcoming game this year called The Lord of the Rings Return to Moria? <laughs> no. No. I thought you were gonna say Gollum, which so, has been delayed a bunch. Well, so so I I knew about that one. I didn't know about this one. And obviously they'll probably show more at some point. Um like I said, I literally just was in the Epic Games Store and it was in like the front page of like most wish listed or whatever. Survival crafting game. Exactly. I'm survival interested. crafting in, in yeah, dude. Get I'm like, hell yeah. That's one of the like, four oh, games yeah. I bought today. Was a survival crafting uh, And so this yeah, cool. literally know nothing about it, but I'm like, that actually looks it sounds pretty cool. Like survival craft game in, you know, the Lord of the Rings universe, like Middle Earth. I I'm excited. I actually focused. like with with seeing very little of it and just hearing the premise, I'm like, that is a cool premise. And so Procedurally I hope generated. we can talk about that later later this year, right? Like, uh, so all that being said, those are the two things that stuck out to me in the Epic Game Store: is a Hi-Fi Rush was thirty bucks, and b this Return of Moria game looks kind of cool, survival crafting game in Middle Earth. Um, so James, what yeah. have you been playing besides some of Against the Storm and um, some of Northgard? Question mark. No, I haven't played Northgard in a while, but I follow it because I think it's okay. cool. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is what I've mostly been playing. Yep, Today, specifically, that, yep. I finally had a chance to play on my computer, which is why I maybe got the Steam Base Builder sale, which, like, that's my kind of game, like, to a T, basically. So I got some stuff on that. Um, but yeah, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is still so playing. You, oh, still actually, loving. which is a good it's question. Great. Are you playing against the Storm on your Steam Deck that you got, or are you playing on no, your computer? No, I have not, but I probably might, because it's... I can't remember if it's verified or just it is playable so i could um but yeah i just played it on the pc um but yeah the four things i bought for anybody that cares i got age of darkness final stand which is a strategy game where you have to build up your base and defend against increasingly strong waves of like nightmare creatures it's it's all right um i only played like an hour and a half of it against the storm is the one i've played the most today super good i got a game called solace like s-o-l-a-c-e crafting which I think is a one-man developed distance-based procedural survival RPG, essentially. 
So you know how most games do scaling in RPGs based on like either how leveled you are or like where you go on the map specifically, like the actual locations. This little tiny indie game does scaling based on how far away you are from the spawn. And it's procedurally generated so the world oh, is infinite. Oh, that makes sense. And That's cool. Yeah. It's, I literally only played 30 minutes of it. I just jumped in. It's definitely rough around the edges, if not all the way through, because it's like very, very, very indie. Um, but it's got like full base building. You can set up kind of like miniature towns, kind of like Terraria, where you put in buildings and then traders will come populate them. Um, and then, like I said, it's it's distance based. So it's kind of like Valheim too, where you can travel by foot, but eventually you'll unlock the ability to build like teleporters. So you can like further bound out and get further out. And then the way the resource system works is near the spawn, it's all like tier zero building materials. And then the further out you go, you get higher tiers. So that's the whole point that's like driving you. Um, so yeah, it seems really interesting. Definitely very rough because again, it's super small, but I'm definitely interested in like playing it and trying to build some bases and stuff. Um, and then the last thing I bought, which I just bought before we started in a vain attempt to try to get Jacob and Jordy, our, my friends, to play Strabble or Strabblecraft games with me, is a game called Green Hell, which is a Amazon jungle survival craft game with very high production values, but it's also very realistic. Like, while you're walking around, if you're, like, in waist-deep water, you'll get leeches on you, and you have to get them off of you, or else you'll, like, get diseases. And when you build items, you have to, like, build them and it's very, very, very in-depth, <laughs> and I'm hoping I can get somebody to play with me, but it's on sale, and I was like, sure, like, I don't care. So, yeah, it's very high production value, though. It's gorgeous, like, super detailed and very pretty, and I'm gonna try to play. I've only played, like, 25 minutes, but it seems cool. I'm ready to get attacked by a jaguar or something. <laughs> that is cool. Um... So as you were talking about that, I was I was browsing Steam to go look at these things that you were talking about. And then at the same time, you know, just end up on obviously the Steam store landing page. Again, see Hi-Fi Rush because it came out today. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of notable, you know, again, first day. But um, it is currently at 76 positive reviews and zero negative reviews. People seem to really fucking like Hi-Fi Rush. Again, good. With, it, there's only a couple hours. I was going to say the right? earliest reviews are always going to be <laughs> some like, of the most positive. Know, but also it's it's so uh, these are also steam reviews though right like it's not like people who got it with game pass and they just launched it because why the fuck not and then you know like are therefore more inclined to like it because they didn't pay for it or whatever i'd say it's um, the opposite effect these are people that spent spent 30 bucks on people who it. spent money oh, okay. you think because are more likely to like the concept it, as opposed to game pass is just whoever or <laughs> okay. a critic who like you just gave them the game because you wanted them to review it because you have a big site. Sure. So yeah, I don't know. Like, I still think it's gonna be good. A few hours, but still, like, I mean, no, I, I, I think it looks like, like we said earlier, it just mm. looks fun, right? Like, it just looks fun, and that's what's most important. Um, in terms of what I've been playing, uh, I've actually not been playing a super duper ton lately. I've actually been trying to binge some Netflix before a sub ends. Um, but that being said, did watch Arcane. And holy shit, Arcane is so good. <laughs> you jumped I, on that train like, so late. I know. I'm well Now you're going to be all like, by yourself when you're inspired to like, jump into oh solo queue so and league and people call so you slurs. Like, if you had played it when Arcane came, if you'd watched Arcane when it came better, out, you could have talked in all chat better. with other people who had watched Arcane and enjoyed it as you all were being called slurs. Now you're just by yourself. Oh, I see. I see. Um, James, have you, have you watched Arcane? No, I've heard it's very good, but I don't have any it, personal interest in the like the IP. There's no connection to League of Legends. Might as well yeah, not yeah. even. No, I know, let, but let, like, let me tell you, visually, it doesn't fucking matter. Go watch it. It's okay, so good. Will, it's very, very so good. Like, like literally, I, I, it, it, it surpassed all expectations I had. And like, <laughs> I watched it with Susie, and like Susie also clearly gets zero fucking shits about the League of Legends universe, uh -huh. and Susie also enjoyed it. Right, like not as okay. much as me, but like still very yeah. much enjoying. Like it is, it is one of the better shows I have ever watched. Like, okay, I, 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 I knew it was going to be good, and it was exceptional. It was exceptional. <laughs> it is a story with really um, cool characters. The world building well, is definitely like all that is secondary. That. I think that's why it's so universally liked. Is just as some very it's, 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 new it's archetype, like, yeah, very cool really characters. World is secondary characters. Yeah. The, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. 
but so other like in terms of the actual games you know i mentioned uh beat the main story of metro exodus uh, i told you that james last week and beat the yeah. tale of two kernels dlc i've started uh same story dlc haven't gone very far in it um and just been because i've been watching a lot of netflix i've been playing a lot of hearthstone um god you've been playing a lot of hearthstone, hearthstone is I think every time i open my pc it's, and it's i see bad on that you were on good. hearthstone it's it's good it's it's fun there's so much to do like the standard is fun and I, I I think it's fun because I'm bad at it, right? Like I think the people who play who've played like a hundred hours or whatever, I don't think they like the game. I think they just keep playing it, but they don't like it. But because I'm fucking bad at it and I'm new to it, it's really fun, right? Like I, you know, you go to the Reddit or whatever, and people bitch and moan. They're like, "Oh, they didn't patch standard and it's garbage because the meta's broken." And I'm like, just don't care about the meta. Just do whatever the fuck you want and be bad at the game and play against other people who are bad at the game and it's fun, right? And then like I got, you know, I texted you, Paggy, or I, I messaged you on Battle. Like I, I won my first game of Battlegrounds in it, which is like the the you know auto battler team fight tactics esque thing with eight player and like historically, like I was just like, man, I suck at the this like because Hearthstone has like fucking I don't know they have so many game modes in there now, right? And a number of them are very much like build on the fly right like the standard is trading card game you open packs you whatever right but like they have other game modes where like it doesn't matter at all what cards you have it's completely just like you start the thing and the, and you build up your whatever as you go and battlegrounds is one of those things and i quite frankly just like man i suck at all of these right like i i tend to lose a lot of them and then like i had a streak where like i won two battleground games within like it was like not two in a row but like Maybe there was only two losses in between. I don't know. Like it was, it was great. And again, those were like eight people, right? So it's not like it's you know, wow, you had a fifty percent win rate. Good job. Like it was, yeah. There was eight people. I still won like two out of four. Um, and then like that was fun. And then like won some of the arenas, uh, which is also like build the deck as you go and like kind of more competitive. Like you have to actually literally like buy in, quote unquote, to that, and like still manage to to like have a pretty good streak there. Um, and so, yeah, no, I've just been having a ton of fun playing Hearthstone. Like, again, not the trading card game, right? Well, that's not even true. The trading card game aspect is also fun. But, like, there's just so much. Like, it's literally, like, three or four games. Like, it's 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 ridiculous. And it's just free. And it's just Kids good. at home, I hope you're paying ah, attention. This is how they get you. This is how the addiction starts. <laughs> you're like the bright, fresh so, new face me, at the crack house. Let, like, let everybody else here looks so sad. Like, like this stuff is great. <laughs> I love it. In three months, you've you dropped a hundred dollars so, on card packs, screaming because you didn't get the right card. The cats are sprinting from the room. This so, is your future. So, Packy raises a very good point, and let me let me state did something I really? for all the I kids don't think at home. So. No, you did because, like, if you actually, like I said, if you want to play the meta, from what I've seen, like, obviously, it is stupidly expensive. Do not do that. Do not. Play the meta in Hearthstone because you will end up blowing hundreds of dollars like a fucking idiot. Do not do that. Go play whatever you want or play the game modes that don't require you to have cards, right? Because there's a lot of them. There is a lot, a lot of those game modes. Go play those. They're all super fun. Like Battlegrounds, for example, um, it is the monetization is like 99% cosmetics right like it, it's it's great just don't fucking do it and just play the game because it's super fun or if you want to don't listen to me and blow 20 dollars on the battlegrounds pass i don't give a shit like go do what you want to do right but like well do what you want to do but don't play a trading card game because they're like notoriously predative like even more so than normal like there's a lot of predative games out there but like trading card games are like super 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 predative predatory predatory That's predatory Pred <laughs> predative yeah. is not a word yeah <laughs> way to, way I to mean, correct me earlier guys very Gosh. simple right look for any system that requires you to put money in for not a guaranteed result and that is a game system like any kind of system that is going to be bad for you it preys on a particular part Absolutely. of our brain but trading card games take that and then they they take that to the extreme, like they just fucking everybody does it now. It. Like it's nasty. It's so CS:GO awful. with its skins. Um, I, just, card games have just been doing it the longest. I think that's where they really like. 
well, and as a result, they've done it. They do it so well as a result. Yeah. Right. It's just so ingrained as like um, the accepted standard. We will eventually get there with the, the two K's of the world and like cosmetic loot boxes and stuff like that. Eventually that will be so normative. People won't like comment on it anymore. Like trading card games. I guess trading card games also have a good system physically um, to go buy cards. So actually there's, as we wrap up, there's two other things I thought of. And I'll just say them real quick. There's not much to talk about. Um, one is, as we talked about, Arcane. Um, I don't know if you all saw it, but Riot Games, uh, you know, fell prey to a social engineering attack, which is essentially, it probably means like someone tricked an employee at Riot. And the result of that is uh, somebody has all of the source code for League of Legends and an old anti-cheat they have. Tai Chi they have and Valorant. Not sorry, not Valorant, Team Fight Tactics. Um, and so I just thought that was kind of interesting and noteworthy. Uh, and Riot did the exact thing they should do, and they told them to go fuck themselves and said, We will not pay you ten million dollars. Because that's what they, 10 they were like, million? They were like, we'll pay you ten million dollars. Yeah. And Riot said, Fuck you, we're not Why? doing that. It doesn't and matter. So it, it certainly doesn't ten million dollars uh, matter. So it's not like it doesn't it doesn't ten million dollars matter. And the bigger thing is it never makes sense for that for Riot to do that in that scenario because they have no promise. They have no guarantee that these clearly already unethical people will actually honor that promise and not release the source code anyways. Like even even if they could guarantee that the 10 million ensures it never gets leaked, it's still not worth 10 million dollars. But again, you can't even guarantee it. So like why even pay fucking if he had asked for 50 grand, he gets it instantly, I bet. (laughs) Like instantaneously, <laughs> and then they just go because it's it's all about like what is the value of having to like the main thing is going to be people using reverse engineering your code to try and cheat, right? Because stealing the code to create a That's new game exactly, doesn't matter. They, they were very upfront about that. They were very upfront about like this has the possibility of making cheats more effective, yeah. right? Um, and so you know we'll see what what happens with this. Um, I think the person posted it for bid for auction online. And so who, who knows? It'll be interesting if League of Legends goes open source. <laughs> uh, this guy's an idiot. Yeah. It's, I thought it was, like I said, it's just noteworthy, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's not much to talk about. It's still just kind of noteworthy though. Like that's a big event, right? Like having the entire source code of a game uh, stolen. Um, so the other kind of noteworthy thing is... Uh, Activision Blizzard and NetEase have officially parted ways, which means that Who? Uh, Activision Blizzard no longer can release games in China, uh, which is... Oh, I saw that. I saw it about WoW. Oh, I didn't realize it was all Activision Blizzard games. Jesus Christ. Dude, that sucks yep. so which, bad. So- for those who don't know, like the very uneducated uh, understanding I have is essentially like the CCP, you know, the Communist uh, whatever party of China. Um, basically, like they have laws that say you cannot uh, publish a game uh, in China unless you're a Chinese company or actually, no, it's literally unless you're a Chinese company. And so you cannot hold any trademark of other any Western significance com- if you are not a Chinese company in China. That is their whole system. Yes. And so so what happens is you basically have to get a Chinese company to, for all intents and purposes, sponsor you. Yes. Like, honestly, that's kind of what it is. It's kind of just like a sponsor, right? And so NetEase was Blizzard's, uh, Activision Blizzard's sponsor in China for the longest time. And so that's how they had WoW. And obviously NetEase helped them make Diablo Immortal. Um, but so it's just kind of interesting because, like, I feel like Blizzard probably put a lot of time and money into that partnership. Right, like in terms of capturing that market. And so the fact that that's just like poof, gone away, honestly, maybe for the better, right? Like, uh, so it's just an, a knows? lot, not for them, but maybe for the better for I don't us. think it's going to have like massive impacts on like the development of the game. Probably not. It's more, it's been, it's just something that happens with Chinese companies that, that they, you know, they just hold so much leverage and being able to, you know, you need them to be able to sell your product in China and they know that. Exactly. Right. Like, and that's exactly why the government crafted the legislation that way is it gives like in in that scenario, like NetEase has literally 100% of the power. Yeah, they can set an absurd standard for how much like profit sharing you do and yeah, make you take very little to the point where it's not worth your effort anymore, which is probably where Blizzard ended up. Um, 
Yeah, probably. But it really sucks for Chinese players. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a twenty-year-old game, and some of the people who play WoW, like it is beyond a game. Yeah. Wow, 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 especially wow, especially that I imagine that really stings. Yeah, for, they've been uh, posting about it a lot on, there, on our so. WoW. It's like it brought me back to our WoW to read about. I didn't realize it was actually tied to that particular event. I just mm-hmm. knew that the servers were going down and people were like actually in tears and it was just really, it was breaking up online communities, yeah. which really, really sucks to hear. And that is uh, definitely shit. Yeah. The way and phrasing it like that. Yeah. I imagine if literally like we've talked about it. Wow. means a lot to both of us. And uh, if they just one day were like, nope, bye. And it, it, it'd be one thing if the game shut down, it's another to know that the game is shutting down for you and not everyone yeah. else like that that definitely sucks more and, you know to sure. know that it so. was likely preventable in some way shape or form and i'm sure people will find a way around it too yeah absolutely i mean yeah for sure so anyways yeah just two kind of semi-notable pieces of news uh to, to wrap it up and uh yeah i'll catch you all next week except packy packy you're gone next week right yeah unfortunately so becoming Alrighty. more of a guest james and i'll just have to do another another duo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, well, uh, enjoy your all's nights. I gotta go beat some booty in a uh, in, oh, in right. wow. Doodles. Peace. See ya.